In the Lab, a Texans podcast that takes a different look at things. Drew Doherty and John Harris have their lab coats and goggles on and the Bunsen burners burning. Here's Drew. In the Lab is right now. If you're watching, you see me in the red shirt, Drew Doherty, and my good pal, John Harris, in the blue shirt. John, you are soldiering through things. You are like a regular Cal Ripken Jr. because you're not feeling well, are you? Uh, I'm not, um, but look, man, in the lab's got to happen. It's got to happen, man. It's the it's the week before, a few days before we get a chance to see this team uh, get on a field for the first time in 2020. So it's got to happen. Look, a little a little steroid injection. Um, Injection, not steroid abuse, not androstenedione, you know, good steroids that help inflammation of herniated discs and muscles. And, you know, but I'll tell you this, at about 9.30 or 10 o'clock last night, I was pretty darn loopy, man. Were you? I was like, whoa. Well, that'll make for an interesting podcast then. You know, my my wife kind of laughs at me. I, I don't drink smoke, do dry, any of that kind of stuff. And I and I never have. It's not been my MO. And so my wife always <laughs> likes to see me that way just to see what it would be like if I did uh, happen in by but I don't but they always kind of laugh her and my daughter always laugh at me so they had a good chuckle last night when I was kind of out of my mind and I have no idea uh, of anything that happened from like 9 30 on but uh, but getting through it and uh, gonna go see a spinal doctor tomorrow see what uh, he or she is gonna do even further um, but man we're here and it's time to talk some football so that's really been the best medicine to be honest Drew is just talking about football. I did my Tech Sags interview a little while ago, which seemed like I was doing talking more about politics in some sense, college football politics sure, than college yeah. football. But it was good to talk. It was you know good to have that going on. So it's good to be here, man. Well, let's discuss. Uh, you bring up the spine. Let's discuss the backbone of this team, and that's Deshaun Watson. You could call him the brain of the team. You could call him a lot of different things, the tip of the spear, yeah. yada yada yada. But let's talk about Deshaun Watson because. We see that his, one of his, his main targets, Kenny Stills, is not initially going to be practicing at the start of camp. At least right now he's not. He's, all, he's got a little bit of an illness, and uh, we'll see if he's out there. But the speed on this team is going to be something to witness. And he's worked out, and we've talked about this a few times over the offseason, he's worked out even before camp started with Brandon Cooks, with David Johnson, the running back, and uh, some of the other players he's thrown to. But based off of what we heard him say last week, what we heard Bill O'Brien say last week, what I asked Brandon Cooks and what he said last week, Will Fuller, the X factor here. And if Will Fuller is healthy for 14, 15, 16 games, look out, man. Look out for this offense because it's just going to cascade around to the others, isn't it? Yeah. There's, you know, the thing about speed, you know, it's interesting because we've seen fast guys come into the league and they go all the way back to, a guy that some people will not, never remember, but a guy by the name of Ronaldo Nehemiah, they call him Skeets, and he was a world champion hurdler, um, was just an incredibly fast guy. And the 49ers, when Bill Walsh was out there coaching the 49ers, felt like, well, you know, wait a second, we'll take this guy with speed, and we can turn him into a football player, he'll be a dominant threat. And he never really, it never really clicked for him. And, and I, I, you know, as I moved on in life, I realized, you know, there are fast guys that try and play football and then there are football players that are just fast and there's a distinct difference and I think what the Texans have are guys that are 
football players that are extremely fast because I think about Will Fuller and I think about Cooks and I think about Stills. I think about Cobb and I think about Kiki QT. Those guys are football players that are fast. And the one thing about that speed is how do you control it? And I'm going to go in and I've done a football one-on-one on this. I'm going to do a tell straight, I think, on Brandon Cooks in particular. One thing about Brandon, we know he can fly. And what I love about watching Brandon is every single route seemingly looks the same in that as he explodes off the line of scrimmage, you don't know as a defensive back, is this guy going to run by me and go deep? Is he going to run to the post? Is he going to run an in route? Is he going to run an out route? What is he going to do? And then all of a sudden you get scared because he's up on your toes and he's gotten there so fast, you as a defensive back have to turn and get out of dodge. Well, all of a sudden he throttles down, turns the out cut, Sean hits him, that's 15 yards on the sideline like it's stealing. And that's something that a lot of fast young receivers don't understand. They try and measure things. And so what happens is they slow down well before they need to make their cuts. Well, defensive backs in the NFL are pretty smart. They're like, well, you're not pushing me anymore, so I'm going to slow myself down. I'll get back and make a play in that ball. I see Brandon Cooks, he drives guys off the ball, you know, and gets that separation by getting on their toes. And if they're too stubborn, he just says, you know what, I'm going to run right by you because you're not – you're not bailing out of Dodge. So I'm going to just run right by you because if we're even, I'm leaving. And I yeah. see that with Cooks a lot. I see it with Fuller a lot. Um, but to have guys like that that can control that and get wide open in large part because they're selling those deep routes and DBs have to respect it, that to me is what makes fast functional. And that's what you want to be able to do with these guys. And I think they'll be able to give Deshaun a lot more open windows to throw through. And you got that front five that can protect him to give him time to do that. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point you bring up about at the line of scrimmage, DB's not knowing what he's going to do because I heard the same thing said about another guy who came out of college who had been a Big East 100-meter champion in Andre Johnson. And he wasn't known, you know, mid to late in his career as a fast guy. He was plenty fast. He was just yeah. fast enough. But yep. he's a guy who – a scout that I used to do a podcast with on a weekly basis, he said the beauty of what Andre Johnson does is when he's at the line of scrimmage – you don't know pre-snap if he's going to block, if he's going deep, if he's going short, if he's going under. You don't know where he's going because his footwork, his setup is always the same. Yep. In, in a baseball sense, he never tipped his pitches. You never saw what was coming. And that is something if the, the Texans had that, like you're saying, in Brandon Cooks. And if that goes to some of the other guys, some of these yep. other receivers, because you compound that with all that speed and it's just – it could be deadly. It could be deadly. We got, now, it's got to happen in a game, but on paper – could be very deadly. Yeah, and of course, uh, as I told Mark last night when we were doing Texans All Access, you were talking about different questions going into training camp, and there's always one, and you just hit right at the end, and that's health. Yeah. The question of health is such a – like, it's the number one question every year. We, so we just kind of put it up on a shelf. And I don't even want to say we don't talk about it, but we don't talk about it as a question because it's always there. There's always that question mark of health. But – if they can get beyond that, they can stay healthy and get into the season and then stay healthy within the season, it's going, to be, it's going to be really difficult for defensive backs to get a handle on what they're trying to do. And I'm not saying that the Texans in any way, shape, or form saw exactly what they wanted to be when they see the Chiefs. But when you look at the Chiefs and you see Tyreek and you see Miko Hardman and you see Sammy Watkins. It's a lot of stress you know on a defense. Team, you, know a lot of, you know a lot of teams don't have three guys that can match up with them. Yep. And so, okay, do you double a guy? Do you take a guy out of underneath coverage to help double? You know, how do you, how do you plan for that? 
Um, and, it's, and it's difficult. And the 49ers, I thought, had a pretty good plan through a lot of that game in the Super Bowl, but they just eventually – they hit enough big plays with that speed eventually, Tyreek getting downfield, that you can only hold it for so long. Well, if your guys are all healthy and they're, they're doing that for your offense, what team in the league has got three great defensive backs to, to line up with you? Uh, and that was my thought when we went into the Titans game last year at Tennessee. Fuller, Hopkins, and Stills were all healthy. And the Titans probably had the best group of corners that could try and match up with, uh, with Adoree Jackson, Malcolm Butler, and Logan Ryan at the time. But I think Adoree Jackson was banged up. I don't think he played in that game. And so now you've got Logan Ryan, who's not really a corner. He's more a safety, uh, trying to cover Kenny Stills. And, and Kenny it exposed right in by the first him. half. Yeah, you're up 14 uh, you know, before the like break. Like that. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that, was, to me, was the epitome of what the Texans want to be in the passing game, to put that threat on you um, throughout with even more guys that can run. And they have that with Cooks and obviously with Cobb now. Now they got, you know, still have Kenny. Um, and I think a guy we can't forget about is Kiki QT. I don't think we can forget about him. Now he's got to prove it, but he's got to take a significant step to be able to be on this roster with all the additions that have been made in front of him, really. Yeah, and we're going to finish there. Uh, John Perry, the wide receivers coach, talked about QT last week and said – he was asked about him. And he said he's got a different attitude this offseason. He's, he's coming in. Boy, you throw him into the mix. You got these tight ends and everything going on there. It's going to be tough come cutdown day because there's some speed, there's some talent. There's, there's going to be a good player or two that's not on this ball club that could be on a lot of other ones. John, you're loopy. I'm a little loopy. So we're going to cut this one short today. We thank all of you for watching and listening. This is In the Lab. We're going to have a bonanza next week because we'll be in the thick of it. Padded practice starts in just days. Friday the 14th is when it gets going. So we'll be back with all sorts of good stuff. John, you take care of my son, my friend. Absolutely, brother. Take care, man. Right.